When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Excited to finish up our class today. Finish up the uh, future Aggies that are coming in to add to our team that we got coming back, which I, which I truly love. But uh, again, we, we've talked about the first 23 in which we signed. We're excited about those guys. And, of course, a lot of them, eight of those guys are already in school doing well. Um, we finished up with uh, two other players today and uh, I think are great players, guys that really uh, fit into our program that I think are going to be outstanding football players and uh, fill some needs in which we have. First is linebacker Chris Russell at Dyersburg, Tennessee, we, we loved. And uh, we got on a little later in the thing just because we saw the film late. But, man, we're really excited about his athletic ability, his size, his instincts to play, his physicality, and everything that goes with it. And then Anaya Smith, which is a uh, all-around player from uh, down in Sugar Land, who is a, as I say, an ankle breaker, which can play in the slot, can play outside, but also be a great return guy. Guys, you can get the ball to in his hand very quickly and, and in a lot of different ways. We're very excited about him. So those two guys will be added to our class. But, you know, we're finished. Our coaches, I want to say, did an outstanding job. And, uh, Again, we, as I've said before, with the 23 in which we signed, with these two guys in which we signed, and also you know, getting us in position for our 2020 and 2021 classes coming up. So we're excited about where we're going, what we're doing, and uh, glad that you know, today is over so we can get back and focus some recruiting in the, in the weekends and doing the time and really focus on our players that are here now and get ready for the spring practices coming up and the things that are ahead of us. But very excited about the two players in which we signed. Questions? To the right, Gabe, and then to the front, Brent. Yeah, Jimbo, five linebackers signed in five different states, I believe. What, what when you had to go all over the country to get the, the guys you felt you were. We really did. Happy I mean, we, we tried to get guys you know that were here in Texas also, but we had to go out and get the guys in which we wanted, we think fit our needs and how we want to play. And uh, now that's kind of the nature of recruiting. I think we had eight different states total uh, in our signing class. And uh, like I said, we want to get all the Texas guys we can, but we have to be able to brand yourself nationally and be able to go out and find those guys. And we did, and we're very excited about the guys in which we got. 
Down front, Brent. Wanted to ask you specifically about five linebackers, which was the most position, losing Tyrell and mm -hmm. Latara, and how important it was uh, to, to fill out that position and get numbers. It really is. And, and numbers, but also, you know, I'm not a guy, you'll see me, if I don't think they're guys that we can win with and win championships with, I won't take them. I don't take guys just to take guys. I don't think that's the right thing to do. It's about five guys that we think can win championships and, and play at a high, high level. And, uh, again, we, there was an area of need, and we also got the guys we wanted. So that's a great combination. Second row, Olin. Yeah, Jimbo, you said you got in late on on Chris Russell. How did y'all find out about him? And then what was the first reaction when you actually saw some of the stuff on him? You know, you sometimes when you find a guy late, you got to be very skeptical at times because, you know, why didn't I see this film? But sometimes where guys are, the geographic location, and, you know, but in today's world, you can find film, and you just you go out there and you start digging, and you hear you hear this, you hear that, you hear a room, and you start looking at the film, and, and you found a guy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so it was outside of our normal area, so sometimes that happens. And then we were able to do it and research it and really evaluate it. We said, wait a minute, this guy here is a big, big-time player who, you know, should, we should have, we'd have been all over if we knew as soon as the first day we ever saw him. And uh, so we were able to get on him, get into that situation, and luckily build a relationship. You know, Bradley Dale did a great job of building that relationship, and then Mike went in and did a great job, and uh, we were able to finish that and close it out. He's got a great coach, great family, and they were very receptive and open and listening and uh, had a great visit when he came down to A&M, and they fell in love with it. Second row, Susan. Hey, Jimbo, so you eight guys are already here, and including the guys for this summer. How many do you think can contribute this fall? Hopefully all of them. And, I mean, other than <laughs> just like the four – the four games that they can play without Redshirt. No, I'm hoping. I'm hoping all of them. I make I don't ever try to put a limitation on that. And it, you know, that, that guys, I know, like I tell them, I don't sign you to sit on the bench. I sign you to come in or not. And last time I looked in the rule book, there wasn't an age limit on playing. And if you come in ready and you can help us and we can do the things you got to do, you can get out there and get on the field. And you know, uh, I think you know, kids today and, and the exposure they've had to football, to traveling, to being away from home, to ball itself, and the amount of information you can get them. Now, because of technology, the playbooks and video and things, once you sign them, I mean, I think it, you know, that's all based on how quick, and then how quick they can adjust. But, you know, we plan on hopefully all of them can play, and uh, we'll see when they get here. But I don't, ever, I don't ever try to say who's going to do it or who's not going to do it. I mean, I quit giving that up. I kept rubbing that crystal ball, and I shake it. It looks like that snow. Remember the ones that got snow in it? It looks like Christmas. That's the way it gets sometimes as far as that goes because the ones I say, you know, that guy's going to come in and do it. I've been burned too many times. You say, well, that guy, you know, he will have to redshirt him. All of a sudden, he's a freshman All-American. So, I mean, you know, you don't ever know. Right side, good. Uh, this is a Nia Smith kid. It's kind of a walking touchdown. I think about every five times he touched the football at that high level in Houston, he scored. Do you, do you love him offensively? Could you see him get a, a oh, little Oh, no doubt. Up? That's where we see him at. I mean, I, I, mean, I saw him score. I mean, he threw one, caught one, ran one, and returned one one time or intercepted one. I mean, it was like uh, – it might have been – I can't remember what I was. Scored touchdowns four different ways, on defense, on offense, but doing so many things. And When the ball's in his hand, he's a very dynamic guy. But he's also – you know, it's because he's not 6'2", doesn't mean he's little. He's, he's shorter – but he's very, very thick and strong. You know what I mean? He does a great job sticking his foot in the ground, changing direction, accelerating, has tremendous ball skills. And excellent competitor. Plays much bigger and taller than he is. Has great vertical jump. <coughs> Down front, Brent. And then to the left, Cease. 11 on offense, 11 on defense, You know, one specialist, one athlete. Is this about as well-rounded a class as, as you can? It is. When you go through it across the board in all positions, you know, I, I kind of, we touched on a little bit of everything. And there, the classes don't always fall out that way. But this one did, and that was, where we, that was how we had it targeted, and it went great. And like I say, that that's, doesn't always happen that way. And, I, you know, I feel like I just got players at every position. I think we got guys that can make a difference at every position. That's what I'm excited about. The far left, Cease. Do you expect to keep Jim Turner, Coach? Uh, no. 
no, Jim, Jim will, Jim will not be be with us next year. Now I'll let I'll let the, the other media work through it, but in a great way. And it's a, Jim did a tremendous job for us. He was outstanding. Uh, great relationship and handled everything tremendously with us and wish him nothing but the best. And I, I think he did a heck of a job considering him a great friend and wish him good luck. We'll go Suzanne. Done. There's going to be a timetable to get an offensive line coach in before uh, spring training, I guess. It'll happen very, 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 very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go Suzanne, then Olin. Two questions first. How, housekeeping. When does spring start? Uh, first, well, March. first day of practice is March 20th. March 20th. And the, and the okay. game's on April 13th. And now that you've had one full <coughs> year in the state of Texas, how did you like recruiting in the state of Texas? And who were your new um, new teams that you had to battle against? For Well, mostly? I mean, Texas to me was, was very much like the state of Florida in that has such large volume of players and numbers of players, everybody in America recruits here. Because all the other states that don't have that large volume, they have to go somewhere where there's a surplus of players and have a chance to get guys out. So Florida, Texas, California are usually your three states. Georgia becomes like that a lot too from volume. Uh, but, you know, those states, but Texas and Florida especially, get they get bombarded. I mean, you know, you're right here with the SEC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 comes in, the ACC. I mean, everybody comes into Texas because it's as good a high school football as there is anywhere in America from a player and coaching standpoint and in program standpoint. So you're going to get – Everybody here, and uh, you know, it was it was very it's 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 hard. And and again, everybody said, "What well, ought to be easy? You got players." Well, everybody's recruiting them, and everybody wants them, and they're such good players. And and it can be it's very demanding and very tough. But but when you're getting great players, it's always going to be that way. I don't care where you're at. Oh, and then Gabe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was my understanding that y'all still y'all had three spots uh, to fill. So, do you envision uh, or foresee, you know, adding someone else? Can or is this it? can possibly. Could possibly in the, in the future, and couldn't. You know, like I say, we're we're you know, planning on signing 26, and could, and could have, but just we're you know making sure it's the right thing at the right time. Right side, Gabe. When it comes to finding an offensive line coach, how attractive is this position when you look at all the sophomores that were playing last year? Kenyon Green coming in. I mean, it's got to be attractive for. Well, a yeah, three guys we signed were were all outstanding players, and we got a great nucleus coming back. And I, I think the success we had playing in the SEC, being here at A&M, this job is extremely lucrative to a lot of guys. A lot of people, you know, had interest in it, and uh, you know, so that that does really help. There's no doubt about it. Front row left, Zach. Jimbo, Coach Webb at Rockwall High uh, had said that your message to him, at least at Rockwall High School, uh, was that you were planning on recruiting directly through high school coaches and that the best way that, that recruits can be seen is through camp. With seven-on-seven seven and so much going on outside of the high school, um, I guess directly in school, what, what's, the, what's the thinking behind that and dealing with coaches and being able to recruit? Well, you have to deal with I mean, that's the number one force. That's, that's the guys who deal with those guys every day. That's your, that's your lifeline, and we're always going to do that. We're always going to deal with the coaches, the parents. And like I say, if, if someone else is involved in recruiting, you have to communicate with those people. But we're going to go through the parents. We're going to go through coaches and do things the right way as far as that's, that's the people who say, like if there's people come in here and a pro guy want to come in and talk about my guys or something like that, they come to the coaches and they handle it professionally. That's the way you're always going to do it. And that's that's the message we're always going to send. See, the seven-on-seven seven things, I can't, we can't see them anyway. So everybody says you go see seven-on-seven. We can't watch one seven-on-seven. Seven. We can't go to one opening. We can't go to one Under Armour camp. We can't go to one Nike camp. We can't go to one seven-on-seven. Seven. We're not going to do that. And getting them to our camp is the only way I can personally see them and our coaches can personally see them. I think all those camps are great. And they're very lucrative for those kids. But at the same time, 
you know, when you're with the schools you're interested in, you need to get on that campus and work with those coaches to get it, not just get evaluated, but to help your game grow. We're not just there evaluating. We're trying to teach you and do those kind of things. And I think that's the way things have to be done. But, I mean, in the, in the world today, some, some kids don't have all the right situations at home and different things, and other people do get involved in recruiting. We have to communicate with those guys when we have to, but we're never going to take a high school coach out of it, and they're always going to know everything that's going on and the guy's parents, no doubt. Right side, Gabe. I see on the list, Damani Richardson is listed as a corner. Do you like him as a guy who could play basically all over? I mean, safety, be a rover for you? Damani's going to be Demani be a safety. He can play corner in two seconds. He did in our camp out here and can do it, but he'll maybe be used as safety. Without a doubt. I didn't see. I don't know where it said yeah, it was I in think there. It's on this other one, Coach. My fault. Uh, Olin, yeah, AC. Blame it on AC. That's it. Ola and Brent. Oh, there's no doubt, but he's going to be a safety. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jim, I'm going to take it back to the linebackers uh, again. Uh, did did you look at you, the, the depth chart and say, hey, we got, for lack of a better word, a crisis of depth at linebacker? Or did you just see, you know, four or five well, guys? Well, you, you first of all, like, you have to identify a need and we have to have. And then we went out and identify guys, all right, what are guys, again, can we win the SEC with them? Can we win the national championship with them? Do they have a chance to be a top-round draft pick, an all-conference player? And all those guys, in our opinion, met that criteria to have an opportunity to do that. And they're guys that we wanted and we evaluated, you know, well. Did you know well beforehand about Tyrell's uh, plans for the future? And no, not not till the end of the season. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't know right till the end or after the game. Not for sure. Down front, Brent. So when you're at Florida State, you're playing Florida in a non-conference game. Is it a little strange here that maybe one of your most fiercest competitors in recruiting 100 miles away, but y'all don't play each other? Does that make things a little bit different? Not or really. Does it really matter? Just like Miami and Florida. Miami and Florida don't play. I mean, they're they're right there in the same thing in the same state. No, it, it doesn't. I mean, we got we I say our interest is east with with LSU, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I mean, uh, I mean they're Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, you know, Arkansas. That's where we go, and those are our rivalries too. We're recruiting against all them too. We go to the far left, coach, best dressed media member, Sam Kahn. Hey, Jimbo, uh, I had a question for you on. When it comes to speed, guys, how do you verify? Because there's a lot of 40 times and stuff like that out there. How do you guys verify speed on guys? Well, you, you can never truly verify it unless you've got a clock in your hand and you get them in camp. That's why I say the ability to get a guy in camp, when you have people in camp, you, you make far, far, far less mistakes on guys in recruiting. And you can really judge a guy's movement and fluidity. But, you know, you're, you're based off who he's playing with, the, the people you know, what you know, people you, you identify with, and, you know, numbers that are out there. So there's not anything in particular in which we can, we can do. It's more of a, our experience of just evaluating the film or unless you have him in camp or a great guy that you know has watched him play or been around him or the coaches himself. Track, do you guys uh, use track times at oh, all? Oh, no doubt. When you, get ver when you get any kind of verified time that's at a track meet or a – Anything like that, even even the, the information you get back from the camp, say from an ES, from one of those camps or they go to whatever. Anytime you get those, it gives you some judge. And then you say, was it dead accurate? No, but at least you can compare it to the other guys that are running there that how they were timed. Thanks. That's the that's the inaccurate part of this thing. That's that's the guessing part of this whole thing. That's why I say, come to our camp. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a couple more, Gabe. Yeah, last year Kiki was a guy you could move him inside. You could play him at all, basically yes. all four spots along the defensive front, depending on situation. Was it important to you? How important is it in today's football on the defensive line to find guys who can play inside and outside? It looks like Leal. You got a couple guys. Hunter can play like it's like that. It's like that in the secondary. It's like that at linebackers. Maybe some of those guys could be designated pass rush guys or the great blitz guys. Because if you look at the game today, it's such a situational game. 
you got third down package, you got second long package, you got first down, you got red zone, you got rolling. I mean, and it's just like I say it like this: basketball doesn't have positions anymore. Everybody seems to be six three to six ten and runs the court and play inside, outside, shoot, run, jump. I mean, whatever you got to do. And I think football, when you get to the spread game of how you got to match guys up and how you can create pass rush advantages, how you can create coverage advantages, or on offense, how you can create matchups to get your guy on their on their guy. That's it's really evolving into that, and, and guys have to play in space, and they have to be very multiple in their learning capabilities and their physical capabilities. Down front, Travis. Sorry to come a little out of left field, but looking back on a first season here, how important was that extra travel day? And did you did that? Could you point to anything that pointed towards success from that from that extra? First travel of all, day? I think it does academically. I think it whole does economically. We take everybody with you, and they get three hours of straight all their academic stuff done Friday morning. I think the second most important thing is the most important night before a game is not your night before rest; it's two days before the game. And you get to, you get to, you get sequestered, you get together, you get rest. They get to get up. They don't feel rushed. They don't feel hurried. They can get academics because usually when you do travel on Friday, those mornings you have to get out early to get to your meetings and do all those things before you travel. So it takes all that out of the, out of the equation. And then your guys can get settled and, and make good adjustments and feel comfortable in, in their mindset and their rest when you're going over your your walkthroughs, your game plans, your final touches to the game plan. So I think it does. And it's always since we've been able to do that, I think it's it's really helped our preparation and how we play. Brent, you'll wrap us up down. <coughs> When you get a player like Cam Brown, can you tell those bloodlines and, and how neat it will be to have maybe a, a former Super Bowl MVP? You know you do, and, and I, I think where you see him a lot of times. One is ability because obviously there's a, there's a genetic there that, that the guy played in the NFL, his dad had played in the NFL, those kind of things. But the other thing, it's like, it's like when you're around it, those coaches' sons, you know what I'm saying, or those ex-players' kids who understand a lot of the nuances of the game or little technicalities of their position because they're, you know, they've been explained to it at a younger age of not just running a route, but knowing how to run a specific route and how to change it, how to adapt it, how to change speed, how to, you know, in that position, for instance, how to do different things. And I think just, and that doesn't mean you're going to be a great player, and it doesn't mean, but there's a lot of this game that we get so, the world gets caught up, as I say, a combine world. It's not. And all you got to do is go look at New England. I mean, like I say, how many first round drafts? There's a few, but there's a lot of guys. I mean, Julian Edelman, I use that for a great example. His seventh-round pick was a quarterback. But the nuances and the intelligence of the game and the little things that really make a difference. And a lot of times in those kids, you can find a lot of that that really allow them to play very, very successful. Not just use their physical skills, but their mental skills to even make them better players. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.